I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, welcome to the Horse Hour podcast. I'm Amy Stevenson. Now imagine you've just bought your favorite pony. And then you lose your job. And then you lose your house. And you're left on the streets with nothing. You've got to look after your young son and you're trying to feed your horse as well because you can't bear to part with him. This is the beginning of the story of Elaine. She is the founder of Thin Line Global Products. Move on 10 years and she has a super successful company that is global where she's created these products and it all started from a moment in the supermarket when she was living on the streets. This is Elaine's story. I'd like to welcome our guest today all the way from North Carolina in America. Her name's Elaine and she's the founder of Thin Line. Known predominantly for the Thin Line saddle pad, she has brought out a range of products following that. But we're really keen to get Elaine's story of of how she came up with the product originally. Elaine, how are you? Good morning. I'm well. How are you? I'm really good, thank you. Really well. I know that you've got a very interesting story of how you came up with the product originally because there are so many products on the market. We're, we're inundated with, you know, why this product is better, why that one is better. It's very difficult as a consumer to know how that particular product is different. And what makes the thin line saddle pad different is almost the way that you came up with it. It's all like, almost like one of those light bulb moments. Would you mind sharing the story with us? Sure, I'd be happy to. So back in 2004, I had some tragedy in my life and I wound up on the streets without a place to live or a job with a infant. And at the same time, I was still in the horse industry and still working horses. And I had a liposoner who had been abused and he had all sorts of girth galls and his saddles didn't fit. And you know, how abused horses are there. He was just frightened all the time. It must have been awful for you at that time, having nowhere to live. And we often say as equestrians, you know, I'd rather eat beans on toast as long as my horse is rugged and looked after and is okay. Um, Where were you keeping the Lipizzana at the time? Well, I only was able to keep him at that time. You know, when this tragedy happened to me, he was at a friend's house. Eventually... I wound up having to sell the lip is honor and I took that money that I used from the sale of that horse to start the thin line company. And I have to tell you, I had, it was just one of those animals in your life where you have a complete connection with them. Mm. And it was one of the hardest things I ever did. And I only did it because, because of him, 
because when I found this product, I put it on this horse, and this horse was always rattled. I put this product on this horse, and I did it mostly to see if I could get his saddle to stop slipping because he had girth galls from the person before me, and he wore cruppers. So I put this sheet of thin line on him, and the saddle stayed in place, but that wasn't the miraculous thing. The miraculous thing was that he became quieter. He was able to relax and lift his back, and I was able to sit the gates better, and you know, the rattle was gone. And I was like, oh, my heavens, what is this? And I almost didn't believe it. I was like, okay, this is a one-off. And then I started asking my friends to put them on horses, to put this pad on horses and ride in it. And it was the same for everyone. And so here I was sitting in a place where I really had nothing and I was frankly desperate. And I thought, well, maybe this is my opportunity to to give back. This is something really incredible. And I think whenever you do something in life, it should always be on an exchange. It should be, you know, you're providing something, but you have to provide something of value. You have to provide something that is noteworthy and really true to to what you're trying to communicate in the world. And so I sold the Lipizzaner and I took that money and I bought a car and my son and I, we'd, we would, on the on the barn room floor in a barn that I borrowed from somebody, I would cut these pieces of foam and put it in the car. And my son and I traveled up and down the East Coast to horror shows just selling a basic piece of foam. And that was how we got started. So it's the foam. That's the intricate thing about, about the thin line saddle pad. So how did you find the foam? You know, I was standing in a grocery store one day with my son in my arms and the woman in front of me had a horse on her jacket and I just was kind of heard that like you need to speak to that woman I was like okay so I tapped her on the shoulder and introduced myself I said clearly we're horse people and she said oh yeah and we just had coffee afterwards and her husband worked in a shoe and sole company Hmm. And she was just telling me about his job and said, you know, I always thought that this worked so great for marathon runners. I always thought it should be on a horse. And it was like that light bulb. It's like, oh, well, maybe it should. And I had this horse with so many troubles that I said, well, let me take a piece and go home and try it. (laughs) And that's it. That was it. It was born. And that's it was born. So the issues with the Lipizzana, what what, what kind of things was he struggling with? Well, he had, um, you know, my buy-in the Lipizzana before I had all these traumas, I had gone to see this horse. And when I got there, the woman was riding him to warm him off or up or really take the edge off. And I arrived a little bit early. I think it was about 45 minutes to an hour before I said that I was going to be there. And I pulled in the driveway, and she had this lip is on her in a double bridle with his mouth tied shut with a piece of baling twine and crep- a foregirth on. And the horse was just, he was a fantastic horse. He was very talented. But it was clear that she had used the whip a lot, and the horse was just terrified. And honestly, I bought him on the spot. I'm not surprised. <laughs> you know, it was like... Yeah, it was like, oh, my God, I just have to buy this horse. And I took him home and it was he was a handful, I'll say. Well, the he poor was a little man, handful. I'm not surprised. I because mean, who, who ties their mouth together with baling twine? What? How would that possibly help? Yeah, I know. So it was um, perhaps not one of the wisest things I've ever done. But I think it was from my heart, it was the right thing to do. So that's mm-hmm. what I did. 
And I will tell you that um, I sold that horse. And then after I started my business, about five years later, I was finally in a position where I felt as though I could look for him again. And I looked for him for three years. And then I found him. Oh. And I bought him back. Wow. And he didn't last long, but he, he did pass away in my backyard with me. And he loved me to death. And if you had seen his face when he came off the trailer, even after all those years, it's like, oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so well, that was a miracle, too. He remembered yeah. you. Yeah, he remembered me. Oh, Elaine, that's amazing. Because we often hear these, you know, we often hear, do horses remember us? Do they not? Do they, have they got that much of a long-term memory? But I think they do. When you have a connection, I often believe that horses, when they've been saved, they know that they've been saved. They know, they say that we shouldn't put our emotional, our human emotions on a horse, you know, and that they can't think the same. But they know when they're in a safe place. They know when they're loved and when they're being looked after. And clearly it's proof the Lipizzana remembered you. Yes, it is proof. And that's why if you go to my website at thinlineglobal.com, you will see on the front page, on the home page, you scroll down, there are two little boxes below the products. And one of them, it says Thinline Magical Properties. I got into a lot of trouble with, you know, the kind of the PR and advertising people who I've worked with over the years. And they said, Elaine, you cannot put something like that about a product. It can have magical properties. <laughs> I was like, finally, I was like, you know what? I put this information out there and I have all the technical details. And then other companies just copy my details and they don't actually have the, the product that I have. Mm. But more importantly, it is magical. You know, and I'm sorry, at the end of the day, what this does for animals and for people is magical at the end of the day. You can talk all of the science and all the technology you want, but at the end of the day, when you put this this foam on a horse and you ride in it, your horses are going to be more relaxed, they're going to be more comfortable, and it helps the riders back as well. So, you know, all of us who've been riding for years and years, all that concussion on your back is not good for you. But most importantly, what it does is it allows you to be really, really close to the horses and you can hear each other well, but it kind of gets rid of all that rattle, which is why it worked so well for a horse that was abused. Um, and it works for everybody. And that's why I have on my site magical properties. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it's fascinating, though, how you have gone from losing everything um, and having a little boy to look after and to feed to now becoming the only saddle pad that's endorsed by back surgeons, by master saddlers, by veterinarians. You know, at the, the top of the scientific industry are all saying that this product is amazing. And I'd, I'd love to know how it I'd love to know how it works. I don't want you to tell me your secrets. <laughs> That's not bad. <laughs> but I'm fascinated with how it is different. Well, it's, it is different because it is a non-compression-based open cell foam. And so what that means is, you know, if you think about, well, shoe insoles is a great example, or mattresses. You know, if you want something in a mattress, you want something very squishy so that, when you know, it feels soft when you first touch it. But if you're actively moving like running a marathon, you don't want anything that squishes because when it squishes, it 
once you put the weight on it, it loses its ability to do anything. And then the second thing it does is it opens itself back up when you begin to remove the weight. So it actually springs you away from your contact point. So it's like jumping on a trampoline. You know, you get this accelerated behavior going on. So with the thin line, it is uh, what we do in the process is we take these little tiny cells of shock absorbing material and we lay them down and we polarize them until they're all facing in one direction. And then we'd lay down the next layer. We polarize them so they're facing another direction. And then we do this hundreds of time in a piece of thin line so that it's really almost like a honeycomb matrix, the way it builds. And when you put impact on a piece of thin line, the impact actually radiates 360 degrees along the product, which is completely different from anything else that is designed for any kind of shock shock Mm. absorption. So it never compresses. So in saddle fit, it's extraordinary because if you have a place where you need protection, it doesn't move away from that protection, you know, like a gel will move or, you know, another piece of like a memory foam will, will compress. And then once it's compressed, it doesn't do anything. The thin line will always be there because it doesn't move. And it also carries tensile strength. So, if you were to, say, stand on a piece of thin line with a stiletto heel, yeah. you could actually measure in a lab. You could measure not only will it take the pressure of the stiletto heel, but it will add it outside of the stiletto onto the thin line so that it absorbs the pressure there. So it fills in gaps, which is why the saddle fitters love it because, you know, you can't fit a horse to a saddle 365 days a year because they're going to gain weight, muscle tone, lose weight. And it's just a way to keep the saddles fitting a little bit better. And it's so thin, it won't change a custom saddle fit. So notoriously, saddle pads, numbers, as they're sometimes called over here, are used to protect the saddle, really, from the sweat of the horse and also to create Mm -hmm. some comfort for the horse. But ultimately... What yours does is it is it provide is the shock is the anti shock which is, right. is great because quite often when I'm trotting on blackjack and I think oh poor little man I am sitting down way too hard on him you know <laughs> he needs some absorption definitely that's uh, that's that's quite revolutionary yes it's very different so you, you're seeing ultimate success over in America and then you ended up bringing out other products from that how did it how did it lead on I still can't get over the fact that you know, that you had nowhere to live. And from that, you're now running a global company. I just think if if anybody's going to prove that no matter what happens, you keep going, you can do it. It's you, Elaine. Oh, thank you. Thank you. And, you know, I'm very grateful. Uh, sometimes I get letters and emails from people who say, I was in a really bad place and I read your story and I realized that, you know what, we're very fortunate to live in this world that we live in. And with just some hard work and integrity and focus, anybody can do this. And that's true. Anybody can get up and make a difference in the world and be okay. And that's a wonderful thing to be able to communicate that to people. Do you think you, this, is, this could be quite a difficult or possibly even impossible question to answer, but do you think knowing your life before, if you had seen the foam, do you think that? you would have come up with the same idea or do you think it's also circumstances that affected how your outlook on how you looked at the foam 
Oh, I think that I would have come up with the same idea, but I don't think it would have had the the level of desire that was behind it because, you know, people don't realize what it takes to put a put something on the market when you have no resources. When you have no resources, you have to sacrifice everything and you have to wager everything. And not a day goes by where you're safe. I mean, 10 years down the road, and I still don't feel totally safe. You know, it could, there, there's not a lot of money in manufacturing. I mean, it might look glamorous from the, you know, consumer side, but there's, there's not a lot of money in manufacturing. And so, you know, it's quite, I don't think I could have done it not being in the position that I was in because I don't think I would have had the emotional fortitude to take me through something. And then I think having the knowledge that I was helping horses and people mm. while developing a product just knew it, it was almost like I had a, I had a personal or spiritual mission in life to do something better for the world. And I was able to find that with this little piece of foam. <laughs> so how, how does the saddle pad help the rider as well? Because of the shock absorbing properties, um, it does two things. It absorbs more impact than anything else on the market. So of course you can stop the concussion on your spine. Um, which, you know, those of us who ride for years and years wind up with sore backs or disc problems. Mm. So it can really be used as um, a preventative measure for riders to, to keep that concussion from being worse and then the second thing it does it doesn't have any shear it doesn't move so other products that move a lot you get a lot of movement of the seat and so what this does is it keeps the rider very stationary so your equitation is better with this product your communication with the horse is better ready to pop the question the jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. So you have a better ride when you ride because the horses are, your seat is quieter, which means the horses are quieter. And this is true all the way from the beginner to the Olympian. 
it's just extraordinary. <laughs> Our seat savers, um, I ride in those every day because it, it keeps you so stationary and takes away so much shock. I take my seat saver off. I'm like, feel like I'm all over. <laughs> <laughs> so I use it for a training aid. So it's just, it's great from a health viewpoint and from an equitation viewpoint and from a communication with your horse viewpoint. And so then how did you move on? I, I feel like I, it sounds to me like it's a bit of a seatbelt that I could probably do with every day. Um, but how did you move on from the, the thin line saddle pad onto the gator boots? Because they're unique too. You know, I wanted to solve a problem in the industry. We look at bell boots. Um, I think bell boots probably wind up in the trash more frequently than any other equestrian product. Yes. A I've lot of people I talk pairs. to. I've got six pairs in the, in the right. trash at the moment. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, you know, I had a problem with that. This one wasn't done so much. I mean, it was done for the horses and for the people, but it's also done for the environment because in the manufacturing world, you know, I, I hang around a lot of manufacturers and it almost became a joke in the industry where they build in failure points. You know, one of the things about my product line is most people get 10 to 15 years out of a saddle pad. So we're not building in anything that's going to fail. We really are trying to provide a good product and a service that has um, some reliability. So when I started looking at bell boots and I noticed how many people were throwing away so many bell boots and I started doing the math and I figure in the United States, a conservative estimate would be 100,000 pairs in the trash annually. That would be conservative. Mm. It's probably double that. So, you know, I thought, why are people designing this product that is falling apart? You know, why can people not get any time out of this product? So I started looking at that. And of course, Velcro is the first thing. Because the failure point is always the Velcro and the stitching thereof. So I knew that I had to do something. There are pull-on belt boots, but most people don't like that because, you know, it's so they're so difficult to get on and off. So it took me about four years to come up with this design. So we recreated a um, polymer, a plastic latching system. And the boot latches onto the hoof instead of onto the ankles that so were able to eliminate the rubbing. And the failure, there is no failure point because the boot is going to last forever. We also notice in the industry that kind of the industry has talked people into believing that they had to have a very soft material mm, on their yes. horse yeah. to, to, they say, to not have rubbing. But actually, it's within the design of the boot that causes the rubbing. And the soft material is going to fall apart faster. So, you know, I'm watching the industry and I'm looking at the amount of money and the amount of trash that is going out the door every year. I thought, you know, this is not right. We need to solve this. So four years later, here we have a hard, <laughs> a harder, not a hard, but a harder plastic on the boot, which, you know, where everybody should get even at hard use one year out of these boots. And with a plastic latch that is not going to be the failure point. So that was why I designed it was really for the, um, the ecology and for my 
fellow writer's pocketbooks. <laughs> well, the other issue that we have with, with those boots, um, with those styles of boots, is in the rain, whether the material, it, it, keeps the, it keeps the feet wet, it keeps the hoof wet. And if there's mud, then they get all mud inside them so they can't wear them out in the field. And then they get mud fever and you, you're almost inclined to not put boots on them even though you know it will benefit the horse because they're kicking their feet the whole time so i guess by having a plastic material that sits lower down it's not going to cause mud fever correct it should not you know you may have to hose these boots off because there some mud will gather in them Mm. you know but they are a plastic material all you have to do is hose them off so if you, you know, you probably would do that with any piece of equipment that you had when a horse comes in and you can easily take them on and off. So that's not a problem. You could just take them off, hose them and put them back on and turn the horses out. But it does not retain any water. So it won't grow the bacteria that is the or the fungus that is the cause of mud fever. So it's much better for the horse. And these are great for all horses, just like your, your thin line saddle pad. You've got saddle pads for Western saddles. Everything is for both the English and Western market, which is brilliant. You very rarely get that nowadays. That's right, because, you know, if something is really working, it doesn't matter the breed or the discipline. Mm. If something is working, it's going to work for every horse, right? Absolutely. So yeah. all of our products, you're correct, <laughs> work. You will see them on Everything from Icelandics to giraffes. <laughs> <laughs> can I can I ask you a question about the sheepskin? Does does you, you've got some saddle pads? The tri, is it the trifecta half pad? Yeah. So you've got the trifecta, right. the trifecta half pad with sheepskin rolls. There's a big myth as to whether sheepskin actually does help the horse or whether it, it makes them too hot. Um, what what difference does it make to have, or whether it's just for style? What difference does it make to have sheepskin on your saddle pad? So the trifecta is um, only style because underneath the trifecta is cotton and the thin line. We also do a full sheepskin half pad, which has sheepskin on the bottom. So you would select that if your saddle was, say, fitted for a sheepskin pad. Um, we do full sheepskin and then we do no sheepskin. So the trifecta is really a fashion product. The sheepskin that we use is 100% medical-grade sheepskin on a full hide. So what that means is if you are riding a horse, say an endurance horse, our one our top endurance pad is full sheepskin. Mm. Now, if you have it on a natural hide, it wicks the moisture from the horse and it cools the horse. It will wick a lot of moisture. It will move a lot of air. So it's the reason we only use um, this medical grade sheepskin. Most sheepskin that you find on the market is sheepskin attached to a man-made fabric. Those products actually can create heat in the horse. Mm. So our pads are a little more difficult to care for because you have to allow the sheepskin to fully dry between rides. And so it's a little more challenging if you really want to get that cooling and that great comfort for the horse. So you don't have to buy the full sheepskin product, but if you do, you just have to let it dry between events because we actually have the leather is on the back of that sheepskin. So it's not that sheepskin heats the horse. It's that you have to use the 100% medical grade sheepskin, then it cools the horse. If you put it on a synthetic backing, you can create heat. 
So that's the difference. It's not about the sheepskin. It's about what the sheepskin is attached to. Yeah. And we only use the natural hide. Oh, I see. So if we see something and it's got sheepskin, at least we know now what to look for. Where is the sheepskin? And then we'll know if it's going to enhance or affect. Right. So just peel your sheepskin apart and look at what it's attached to. And if you see leather, you know it's real sheepskin on a real hide. If you look below the sheepskin and you see a synthetic backing, you know that that is sheepskin that has been attached to something synthetic. Ah, Two totally different. Interesting. Two totally different <laughs> animals, yeah. Now, I've also noticed you have um, a, a Harmony Bridal converter, and I'm seeing this a lot more. In fact, two people I know, they, they've converted their bridles into bitless bridles, and one is seeing a real positive effect on their horse, and the other one is not seeing a positive effect, and she's going to go back to using a bit. Um, so, so what are your thoughts on bitless bridles? I think that if it works for you, it's a great thing. It's not going to work in every single situation. And it might be that you want to work towards the goal of going fit bitless. So when you're going bitless, you really need to have a good seat. The horse really needs to be working off of your seat and leg aids so that the bridle actually is not the predominant method you're going to use for stopping and turning your horse. So I think it's something that needs to be, you know, it can be a goal for people who are not able to go directly into a bitless. I think when you have a bitless bridle, horses in a bridle tend to uh, lean on a noseband anyway, and it's really nice to have your hands attached to the nose piece, and they will they will actually lean on the noseband in the same way that they take contact with a bit. Hmm. And you know, there are a lot of horses that I've met so many like thoroughbreds that have a very low palate. Um, some horses just find a bit very uncomfortable. And I think anybody who has a horse like that probably should be trying their best to get out of a bit and get into a bitless situation. So I don't think it's, I don't think it's the be all end all for every person. I don't think every person should go in that direction for safety reasons. But I think it's something that we could all strive to do. Uh, you know, you see all these show jumpers jumping in hackamores, which sometimes can be even more severe than a bit. So the bitless noseband is really nice because it doesn't have any, um, any pressure on it. You know, there, there are no hinges. There are no ways to accelerate the pressure. So if you have a good connection with your horse and you're able to ride in a way that your horse is listening to you, I think it's a fabulous product because lined with a thin line, it's done for the comfort of the horse. We love it mm -hmm. when we are able to see videos of people with their thin line pad or bareback pad and their bitless noseband. You know, it just, oh, wow, that's the way it's supposed to be. It would be. Wouldn't it be lovely? Yeah. Um, but I, I'm really interested to know how the bitless bridle works. Where does it put pressure? How, how, how can you still have control? Well, it works on the nose of the horse. So the it's basically just a nose band that is able to attach to any bridle. And then there are rings on either side of the nose band to attach your reins to. So when you're halting the horse, you're doing it via pressure on the front of his nose as opposed to in his mouth. So, you know, I don't know that I would have put that on my 13 hand pony <laughs> as a kid <laughs> you know 
it may have just gone straight through that. <laughs> but, you know, any horse that any horse that is really listening to their rider, it's really nice. You can gather the horse up into the bridle and all you're doing is putting pressure on the nose. There's nothing in his mouth. And sometimes it helps those horses just be relaxed and yield to the pressure in a different way. So it rides very much like a bridle because the ring is on both sides, just as a bit would be. And they're stationary. They're in a fixed position, just as a bit would be. Um, but it's just much less severe. And there are some horses that would so much rather be told from the front of their no- uh, their nose than from inside their mouth what you would like them to yeah, do. Yeah, that's true. I know. I, I have this horrible guilt all the time. In fact, every time I even ride, I feel guilty of my poor horse. I think, oh, maybe he should just go back to being a big dog in the field <laughs> where I just go and feed him and <laughs> pat him and stroke him and groom him every day. <laughs> well, I, if you ask me, I think horses love their work. Mm. You know, when you make it a nice environment for them, I, I think it's like us. We might say that we want to a lifetime of vacation but really we don't no. do we <laughs> we miss yeah i think the horses are the same yeah it is it's a lovely bond to have with the horse definitely so it sounds like you are full of ideas then uh, i'm quite excited about what you can bring out next oh, thank you i'm gonna take a rest i just launched these boots <laughs> <laughs> so i'm gonna take a little rest and see what comes up next but we'll see i'm sure there's something that will come up soon. So if we want to find out a little bit more, or if anybody wants to contact you, Elaine, just with any questions, really, how can they get in touch? Um, just go to thinlineglobal.com. And on the dealers page, we are going to have a dealer is going to be opening a site and a store in the UK, actually in the next month or so. So we're very excited about that. Uh, so we will have a distributor. All our products will be available in the UK. So if you go click on the dealer link, you'll be able to follow that and find Thinline in the UK. Um, but in the US or any other place, you can go to thinlineglobal.com. And there's a contact us. It's just our email is info at thinlineglobal.com. We're a very small company. There are um, You will find either myself or Lisa Beam, who works for me. We're here every day. And... I'm the owner of the company and I still pick up the phone and talk to people about their horses every single day. So I'm not out of touch. I'm right here and I'm just at your fingertips an email or a phone call away. Well, Elaine, thank you so much for sharing your story and your journey of how you came up with Thinline. And I'm very excited to see the future for you. Yeah, I'm just really grateful. Thank you for coming on to the Horse Owl podcast. Oh, it's been a pleasure. Thank you, Amy. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you've missed any previous episodes of the Horse Hour podcast, don't worry, you can catch up with everything on our website. Just head to horsehour.co.uk. I had a brilliant chat with Ruth, who is the founder of Dressage Anywhere. It is an online competition series where you can enter competitions all via video, so you don't even need to leave your own home. You don't need to leave the yard or the school. So if you have a horse that's maybe like mine, slightly young, very green, and I'm a bit nervous going out to competitions by myself but I really want to compete more then you can try things on the dressage anywhere you can enter lots of competitions and um, and it's all done via video they also offer advice and training too so have a little listen to that episode 
There's a lovely interview with Caroline Ward from Riding for the Disabled Association and she explains all about the RDA, how they help riders, how they can support families, everything that they offer and also if you're thinking about volunteering then how you can get involved. Caroline also shares some lovely stories of how the RDA have helped riders and if you have any skills and expertise that maybe don't have anything to do with horses but maybe you're really good at social media or you could write articles or you can help with marketing or you know about business they're always always looking for help lots more on the horse hour website head to our education hub we're always putting up information and advice for you and your horse and don't forget to share your journeys with us on twitter Uh, just include the hashtag horse hour also on facebook and instagram because we love to hear your stories so i hope you have a really good week with your horse and i'll speak to you soon you've been listening to horse hour join the community on twitter mondays 8 p.m uk time 3 p.m eastern by using the hashtag horse hour follow amy at amy stevenson one and subscribe to us on acast itunes stitcher and player fm hey it's danny pellegrino from everything iconic ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 